previously on a podcast that wasn't off topics. We've got more guests coming up, and Ian, you are more than welcome to come back as a guest at any time. And if you are ever looking for a guest for Hoth Topics, just you you have my contact information. Absolutely, yeah, that'd be a great time. We'll uh, we'll get we'll get something we'll get something set up there. Some cross promotional podcast yeah. universe building uh, stuff. I've got that on record now. You cannot back out of that. I will take you to court over it. I will take you to court over it. I will take you to court over it. I will. Greetings, exalted ones, and welcome back to another episode of Hoth Topics, a podcast about Star Wars. I am a librarian of the Jedi Archives, Ian. Joining me, as always, is a security chief at the Imperial Records Office, John. And for the first time, transmitting across the Atlantic Ocean, professor of galactic pop culture at Theed University, Harry from the Ranked List of Everything joins us. Harry, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. I'm very, very excited to be here at this uh, very special Hoth Topics broadcast. I've, I've, I've studied uh, many years in great Star Wars things over in the land of the Brits, and i um, very happy to be here. Awesome. Thank you very much for being on. Uh, I very much enjoyed my time on your podcast, where we also ended up talking about Star Wars. That's not entirely what it's about. <laughs> it's not entirely what it's about, but we have had many episodes where we've spoken about Star Wars on that podcast, actually. I think it's probably the biggest recurring topic, but of course it would be, because Star Wars is such a fantastic topic. Why mm-hmm. would you not talk about Star Wars? I mean, it's sort of that, if you're going to have a conversation, why wouldn't you talk about Star Wars? That's it kind the... of goes to show how important and how big Star Wars as you know, a fandom as a community is to even have that amount of conversation that, you know, not necessarily has to be about Star Wars, always kind of has a little bit of Star Wars in it. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more because Star Wars is just a cultural phenomenon. And I'd like to think that there are very few things that could compare to how big Star Wars is pretty much globally. It's definitely one of those things that has transcended borders and time, really, at this point. It's a decades-old franchise that we're still introducing people to. Mm, absolutely. And like, um, I, I, I do want to briefly discuss about that whole sort of um, how well Star Wars has fared over that space of time. Because that's also something I want to talk about in comparing it to something else in Britain that I grew up with, which I feel like if it didn't exist, Star Wars would have been even bigger over here before the um, new trilogy came out. But that's something I want to talk about later. That's something I've been thinking about okay. a little bit. That's a little sizzle there for you guys. A little sizzle. I'm excited. Keep on listening. Oh, yeah, I'm excited as well. So I'm, I'm thinking I did a good job there. So um, clap on the back. Well done. Good, good on me. There you go. You know what? That's that's we can't hope to get any better than that. So this <laughs> is going to be better than the topic. This is what you've done. <laughs> Raise the anticipation way too high. I don't know. I can handle. I don't know if I can handle it. Well, you know what? You you don't have any choice because you're gonna have to, you're gonna have to handle it. You're gonna have to handle it, or you drop it. And oh, if you drop that's... it, I'll handle it and then give it back to you <laughs> so that you can handle it some more. That's the workflow. The things are going to go here. It's going to be a circle until you end up handling it. Are are we playing rugby? <laughs> I'm not quite sure. Uh, I think so, and uh, I want to. I want to thank you for recognizing rugby instead of American football. I'm. 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 I'm well pleased about that. <laughs> I, I am. I am a man of the world. I am. Oh injured. yeah. <laughs> no, you know what rugby is. You know what true American football is. All right, good to know. Good to know. <sighs> Just going to leave that there. Let's move on. Wow. Okay. Good thing our <laughs> podcast doesn't have a lot of sports crossover. Uh, so. Harry, you are the host of a podcast called The Ranked List of Everything, and it's a it's a very cool uh, idea that I very much enjoyed being on. Uh, why don't you go over a little bit about what The Ranked List of Everything is, because I do want to bring up a couple items on The Ranked List. Oh, okay. Well, uh, yes, I'll, I'll, tell, I'll tell you briefly about The Ranked List of Everything. Um, some may call it a podcast. And some may call it a social experiment if you were feeling pretentious and also felt like lying. Um, It's basically (laughs) a show where each week, uh, I say week, I missed about a month, but we're back on on, uh, track now. We're releasing episodes every week. Um, Tell you what, let me me put it like this. It's probably the easiest way. Um, uh, John, I'll, I'll talk to you about this. John, have you got a list of your top five favorite films? Yes. I mean, they're mostly Star Wars. (laughs) That's completely (laughs) fine. Now, have you got a list of your bottom five favorite films? I don't think I've ever. For, for the sake rank. of the, uh, for the for the sake oh, of the oh, yes, totally. yes, 
Yeah. Okay, great. Totally now, if did. you put yeah. those things together, you've now got a list of 10 things in a ranked order from best to worst. That does make sense. The math checks out. It does make sense. Now, if you do the exact same thing for songs and then push those together, unfairly compare all your favorite songs with all your favorite films. Now you've got a list of 20 things. Now do that for every single thing in the world. That's what we're doing here. We have got a ranked list that we add to every week of the best and worst things ever. We objectively and unfairly compare things that should never be compared. For example, we compare Michael Jackson with the Fallout games. We compare Pineapple on Pizza to Capes. And we compare Star Wars to Kiss from a Rose by Seal. It, it, we compare literally everything, and it's it's a bit of a thing to see what literally the best thing and literally the worst thing in the world is. We want to stop arguments by saying, do you prefer this? Well, you're wrong. Sorry. That, that's sort of the idea. It's the definitive list that we could yeah. all reference in the future whenever we have an argument. Whenever you have an argument and you want to see, okay, well, which is better? Let's find out. Go to the rank list and go, well, there you go. I'm right. Go jump off a cliff, please. That's, that's sort of the idea. <laughs> Very good. Uh, well, yeah. it's a fantastic idea, and and uh, I've been very much enjoying following it. Now, you do have three Star Wars-related items on the list, and I wanted to get both you as the curator of the list, Ooh. let's say. I wanted to get your opinions of why they are where they are, and John, I wanted to get your input on it as well. So, at the moment, the list currently... Uh, uh, the list as I, a, a, a <laughs> listener... Not behind the scenes. Uh, the list as I know it in its current incarnation has 37 items on it. Right off the bat, Star Wars, just Star Wars, the concept and everything just involved. Everything about Star Wars. Wars, all the good and all the bad. It is uh, currently ranked at number five on the ranked list of everything. Under Skyrim, Dogs, The Introduction of a Lifelong Passion, and Amazing, Passionate, Mind-Blowing Lovemaking. That's the one, yeah. So, Harry, what made you put Star Wars, because you are the ultimate voice on mm. the ranked list, you have the final decision, except for that one time where you phoned a friend and took <laughs> my top reigning topic of introduction to a lifelong passion and pushed it downwards. It was a tough decision. A whim. <laughs> the hardest decisions require the strongest wills. I don't know if we're allowed to quote Marvel movies on a um, Star Wars podcast, but I'm it's just going to... It's okay. all Disney. <laughs> <laughs> That's all good, then. That's all good. Um, so, yeah, Star Wars there at number five. Like I say, with, with the list, I try and be either as vague as you like or as specific as you like. So even though we've got Star Wars on the list, we could add maybe the Star Wars films as another entry, and that could potentially get higher. But Star Wars as a whole, I've put on the list, and possibly could go higher but for the fact that there's a lot of stuff which isn't quite as good in star wars as well and i think the first thing that comes to mind when you think things that aren't quite as good in star wars is probably the infamous holiday special which is actually one of my favorite bad films of all time i'm right there with you Harry. it it certainly is a bad film john when when did you first show me the 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 holiday special uh it's when we did the i think we did the marathon of the ewok movies and <laughs> Oh, holiday special yep which i don't uh, think we actually made it through the second ewok movie <laughs> no we did i i i remember finishing it because the second ewok movie was the one where i was like oh this actually feels kind of like a star wars movie like a bad not, one yeah. but it feels like a star wars movie and not a not a ewok movie. production set on endor but yeah, so th th there's a lot of stuff which isn't quite as good in Star Wars, which I think drags down its overall rating. Mm -hmm. But the reason it gets so high on that list, and like as, as I say, I'm a few episodes ahead because I've filmed ones that uh, haven't gone out yet, but it's still very high on the list just because there are so many fantastic things in Star Wars. But got to consider the middle ground, you know, because even like Star Wars as a whole, there's so much to it that you can be overwhelmed with the good stuff and just sort of ignore the stuff that wasn't that great. I would 100% agree with that. John, how do you feel about Star Wars ranking fifth? I, I feel that there are things that are better in this world than Star Wars. Shock horror. Even though I'm on a, yeah, I know, right? So I, I think at, it's still in the top five, just barely. So I'm okay with it. <laughs> as, long, as long as it stays in that top five, you're happy yeah. with it being there. Okay. Because Harry, you're right. You're 100% right. There are things in Star Wars that aren't that great. <laughs> that do drag it down a bit. It's not like the perfect franchise. One can leave it. 
But as you said, we can ignore the stuff that's bad and just focus on the good and keep it in that top five. (laughs) (laughs) I'll do my best. I I can't make any promises at all. I have to be an impartial judge. But uh, I I mean, I say impartial judge. I feel like an impartial judge would probably put Skyrim lower, but there we go. Um, (laughs) Yeah, Star Wars, absolutely fantastic. And like you say, just ignore the bad stuff rather than uh, force people off Twitter because of it. It's just big things, little things, big things, you know, whatever you like. I didn't want to bring up the uh, toxic fandom already, but um, there you go. Just did it. Well, let's let's uh, let's jump then. Uh, we'll come back to the middle ground, uh, the perfect middle of Star Wars uh, in in <laughs> terms of all things. It is uh, really, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It's it's <laughs> it's meh above all else. There's another yeah. sizzle for you. <laughs> but uh, going down to the bottom of the list, you had a guest on recently. It was Phil Better of the Phil, Phil Better, Better Show, and he not only did he take the top spot on the ranked list of everything with his entry, he also took the bottom. It pains me that this has to do with Star Wars as much as it does. Yeah, but toxic fan bases is currently at the bottom of the list. Now, John, you and I have both addressed this topic multiple times uh, through some articles and the podcast itself. Are you surprised at all that this has made it to the bottom of the list? Not at all, and I completely agree that it's at the bottom of the list because it's it doesn't just affect you know Star Wars; it it affects everything, and I've been guilty of it. I think we all have a little bit. With like mm. the the music communities that I grew up with in high school, like once you're in there for a little bit, then everyone else is a poser, and you like rag on all the new <laughs> kids growing up. Like instead of you know taking them under your wing and being like, hey, this is like this is how we do things, or like this is what's good, this is what's not as good. Instead of just bashing people, so like anything like that that you know almost encourages attacking people that are just trying to get into something, you know that that sucks and deserves to be at the bottom. Things like that, I think, often are inevitable in life. But uh, it's when people Mm -hmm. really take it that step further. And I think the only reason that this does happen in things like Star Wars is because Star Wars is massive. It it is one of the most popular things in the world. And when you have something that's massively popular and something which can divide opinions very easily, because obviously Star Wars has been through... I mean, just the main Star Wars series has been through three very, very different tones since it started. And you'll always get people who prefer each of those tones over the other. And when you get that many people all loving this one thing that they can't all agree is the same thing, you're going to get that vocal minority who always just take it that one step too far and have to start bringing this really vile hate into it. With the age of social media as it is, it's very hard to distinguish that vocal minority from the majority. Luckily, we've had people, other podcasts that we know of, uh, the Star Wars community itself, yourself on, on, on your own podcast, Harry, that have been able to kind of reach out and remind everybody that, hey, you know what, this is a minority of people they just have a really big megaphone and they like to push the shiny red button a lot yeah so but i absolutely agree toxic fan bases belongs at the bottom i agree with what you said in your episode harry i think that's gonna stay there for a long time it's Uh, tough to beat it's certainly tough to beat if we want to go like super abstract which i won't do here because (laughs) you know i want to save it in case uh (laughs) <laughs> we 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 get on uh the ranked list again but oh you absolutely uh, will there there are there are totally things that could beat it on like a really entropic cosmic horrible scale but in the terms of everyday life toxic fan bases are, are pretty bad they are pretty bad and unlike the bad parts of star wars they're slightly harder to ignore when they're screaming in both your ears yeah which exactly. is the reason that they're they're so annoying i mean it it It'd be great if there was just an off button and we could ignore them. But the fact that it is more difficult to ignore them when you want to be engaged as a community. If you, you want to be engaged as a community and there are those people who want to try and make that a little bit more toxic, that, that's what really sucks. That's, oh, that's a really good point. Mm. Yeah. Because otherwise it'd be easy to just ignore them. Just don't look at their Twitters, don't look at that. But the thing is, is that you want to communicate with other people who love what you love. But sadly, they're involved in that. that that's, that's the big issue that I find. Yeah, that's that's a that's a really good way of looking at it. Mm. Uh, very well put. Well, let's let's move away from the the pits uh, scum and villainy that is toxic fan bases, and move <laughs> on to what is probably the most middle ground Star Wars topic that has ever been 
discussed heavily. Uh, <laughs> sitting at number 24 on the list, very middle ground, is Tauntauns. Yep, Tauntauns. <laughs> I mean, now, what what can you say about Tauntauns? <laughs> a lot more can be said about Tauntauns than I expected to be said about Tauntauns. Let me tell you that much. Absolutely. I mean, I think I remember this was the uh, entry that I posed to you when you guessed it on my podcast, wasn't it, Ian? Correct. And I was surprised and intrigued. So how did you come up with Tauntauns as an entry for the for the list of everything? Well, I, I obviously think that uh, Star Wars is great. I love watching the old Star Wars. And uh, a lo- the popular opinion, let's say, is that Empire Strikes Back is um, one one of the best. So I, I, I went through and I thought, right, I want to pose a Star Wars entry to this uh, fantastic Star Wars guest. So I went through and I watched Empire Strikes Back. And I was watching the bit where um, Han Solo cuts open a Tauntaun and puts Luke inside of one. And he was like, wow. And I thought they smelled bad on the outside. And I, I sat back and I went, ha, 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 that's funny. And then I thought, yes, <laughs> Tauntauns, that's what I'm going to add. And then it was only when recording with you that I, I realized that um, Tauntauns break Star Wars canon. A Tauntaun is classified as a lizard. Lizards yeah. are reptiles. Reptiles are cold-blooded. <laughs> On the inside, would it be that warm? It, it absolutely breaks Star Wars, which is um, pr- pretty big news, and I don't think many people have picked up on it, to be honest, because, um, yeah, Luke Skywalker <laughs> died there in Empire Strikes Back. It's very much a Grease-type scenario where all of the <laughs> films since have been his fever dream before dying. Yeah. Now, the question remains, in the series, he dies at the end of Episode 8. Now, will Episode 9 still be his fever dream? Is he actually still alive and dreaming he's a ghost? Okay, so Episode 9 is going to be, he's a Force ghost, right? He comes back as a Force ghost, and we're going back to Empire Strikes Back. The, The films start all over again, but instead of Luke being a person, he's just a Force ghost. The story is the exact same, but he's a Force ghost. Whoa, mind yeah, blowing. Exactly. Absolutely. They're just gonna John, do it. They're gonna do that infinitely now. John, opinions. <laughs> um, I feel like Darth Vader fighting a force ghost and chopping off a force ghost's hand may be a little bit of a stretch. Nah, he ju- he just feels bad for Darth Vader because Darth Vader doesn't realize and he's just swinging at his arm going, Oh, why isn't this working? <laughs> and Luke sees it, he's frustrated and he's like, Oh, dad, come on, this isn't better. You know what? Whew. They go, oh, it's go- oh my hand, oh no, ah. <laughs> that that that's what happens. I have seen the script, guys. Don't worry. You heard it here first, folks. Breaking <laughs> news. They're going for that double numbering now as well. They're calling it episode nine five because we're going all the way back round. It, it's going to be very confusing, but uh, people will be happy because Luke is back. <laughs> apparently, I don't, I don't know. Something will make <laughs> them happy one day. I'm sure it will. Uh, people being happy, I don't, I don't understand. How does that work? <laughs> no, we'll have to argue about it for a few more years. Yeah, <laughs> sounds yep. good to me. Sounds good well, to me. And that's and that's something that came back around. Really, is uh, like you said, John. We'll have to argue about it for a few more years. As of right now, you know the the prequel movies are at least in the fandom are not nearly as hotbeds of of toxicity as they were. I think nowadays, with with time, we've been able to go, hey, you know what? These were movies. They <laughs> happened. They were. They happened to us, and we have to deal with it and live with it. And personally, I enjoy them. Like, yeah. I don't... They're not bad. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I sit down and watch Phantom Menace and Attack of the Clones, and I can sit there and go, ha, yeah, I like sand. And it's, it's pretty good. There's, I have a fun time. It has something to, to do with the, the generation that grew up with those movies being the ones that are talking about it more now. When the prequels came out, I was, you know, I remember like talking to like the kids that were younger than me that loved the movies. And I enjoyed them when they came out. But a lot of like my, my brother, who's 10 years older than me, who grew up with the old movies, he didn't like them. It was, wasn't as vocal as those on social media today because you know that they didn't, my brother's generation didn't have that platform but yeah i think it's been a very interesting swing since the the disney acquisition to like all oh, the prequels aren't nearly as bad as the disney movies sort of thing you you see on on twitter and on the facebooks nowadays so i wonder if when ryan johnson's trilogy comes out if people will be going back and going 
you know, the sequel trilogy wasn't that bad. It's a it's it's an interesting thing you brought up, John, about the platform being not there. When I was in the process of writing one of my op-eds about the toxic fandom, I had mentioned toxic content. We're back on the toxic fan bases. I promise we won't be here long. <laughs> How the, the toxic things, like a lot of what was being said, didn't have the same platform like we weren't talking about it as much we weren't talking about the toxicity as much back then even though it was happening to and i i rattled off a number of characters and including uh ahmed best and uh when you were proofreading the article you were like did ahmed best get get as much hate as you know like we knew the character got a lot of hate we weren't so sure about the the man behind it himself and it's been really interesting to see in the the current social media age how how much of that is coming back out? I'm at best as a, a series out right now on his YouTube channel called Field Notes, where he just kind of has this very raw conversation with the audience about his experiences. It's interesting to me that things were just as bad, just not heard of as much. Yeah. Oh no, absolutely. I mean, I mean, I feel like this has been this way forever, and people can look back in hindsight and realize, well, why the hell were we so angry? Yeah. I mean, the, the example that I love to use is. Um, in the 1980s, Spider-Man got his black suit and everyone hated it with a passion. They were like, what the hell is this? Where's our Spider-Man? So they got rid of it and then people were like, oh, what? what this, this was great. We loved the black suit. What the hell are you doing? People just <laughs> like to be outraged at things. They, they feed off it. That's true. Bringing up comics there. Now, Harry, you are a, a big comic reader. You, uh, It's mm-hmm. a topic that comes up a lot in conversations on your podcast. And you, you co-host another podcast about comics, correct? Yes, I do, I think. Yeah, Comic Corner. Elsie's Comic Corner. I also co-host. And we, we talk about comic books. Have you been reading any of the new Marvel Star Wars comics? I actually haven't. I've got the first two trade paperbacks, so the first 10 issues, which Mm -hmm. I'm going to start reading at some point. But I've always been slightly wary. And and this is a weird thing, actually, as as someone who's a fan of Star Wars, but not nearly as big a fan as like you guys or maybe a lot of your listeners. I don't know nearly as much about it because I'm, I'm sitting here with these comics and I'm sort of going... Right. Well, I know there's all this other stuff. There's this expanded universe stuff. I know there are all these Vader comics. I know that there's the Clone Wars series, which I haven't seen. I know there's the Rebel series, which I haven't seen. Where, where's the best place to start? Because I, I really don't know where do I want to go in? Can I just start anywhere? Will there be references to other things that I'm not going to understand? That is a very good point. And I think that's one of the the things about Star Wars where it's such a massive, like once you get into it, there's yeah. so much, even as, as crazy into it as, as we are, like there are novels out there that I haven't read, bits and pieces of, of lore that I'm still struggling to be like, okay, where do I, which which novel do I pick up first? Where do I start with this or that or the other? John, what do you, what do you think about where the best place to start diving into those sort of EU uh, or new canon? That is a incredibly difficult question because of the two existing universes that they've created right or some of the stuff in the old books even though the books may not be canon anymore but some of the stuff is canon it's kind of a a very strange minefield to walk when going through the uh the new new media because i used to read a lot of the old books and i'll read some of the new books and i'll think they'll be referencing something in like let's say trusep akura or something like that and you're like oh that's not even canon they can't be referencing that but then they are but i think i think marvel has been doing a pretty good job of keeping some of that new extended universe stuff keeping that information pretty uh um, um what's the word i'm looking for like upfront i guess Self-contained. accessible yes exactly okay and then luckily with the internet i mean if you don't know something you just go on Wikipedia. Yeah, that's fair enough. Like, I didn't know the, how many uh, breeds of Tauntaun there were until I listened to your episode. Too many. Too yeah. many breeds of Tauntauns. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I agree with you, John. I think that the Marvel comic series is is a really good place to start to get into it. Mostly, uh, one of the big reasons, I think, is because it takes place in the galactic Civil War era that mm-hmm. we're all the most familiar with. I think the comics start in between episodes four and five so in between a new hope and empire all right so you know what's going on in a new hope and if all you've seen is a new hope you can go through the comics and read them and just have a good sense of the characters so once you do get 
into Star Wars uh, comics, Harry, I'd be very interested to hear what you think of it as both a fan of Star Wars and a fan of comics, because I've very much been enjoying it. And I think that I'm kind of the inverse of you, where instead of comics really being the big thing and Star Wars just being something I like, I'm the Star Wars is the big thing for me. Yeah. Comics are something that, you know, I'm not as deep into, but I still enjoy. Well, I'll definitely start reading them soon then. And I will tweet my thoughts over at you guys for the awesome. world to see yeah and see what we think of that because that, that does sound the type of thing that i'd like to see i've also heard the vader comic is fantastic oh, that's another good. one that i want to pick up. it's it's really good i have the the two hardcover collected oh yeah ones, which i think are what 20 issues piece something like that yeah those ones i definitely want to pick up yeah the vader comic is great and i recently picked up the hardcover for the main star wars run those are both those are both very good as well yeah i don't think that the changes in the canon are are some of the unknown things you might not be following with harry i don't think mm-hmm. they'll be as difficult for you if you're used to the uh galactic resets like constantly every few years i, I guess the biggest thing that I'm, I'm worried about is um things being spoiled for me like oh, if, if i suddenly get a reference to an arc that happened in something i was supposed to read or watch and everyone's like oh you should watch this but no spoilers and then suddenly this throwaway line has just spoiled everything to me and the reason i'm so worried is because i'm big on comics and that's happened to me so many times in comics <laughs> like oh. someone will just say oh yeah you remember that time that spider-man was killed brutally and i'm like what no i was gonna read that next <laughs> yeah so I guess that's my biggest worry in a way. I think that they've handled it very well in that th- there are one or two references to to things that happen, like, say, maybe in the Clone Wars or the TV shows. But I, I don't think they're so blatant as to be qualified as spoilers. They're more like, okay. a, oh, if you know it, uh, then you'll recognize it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And if you don't know it, it might be a, oh, I want to learn more about that. Oh, cool. All right. Well, that that that's certainly um that that will certainly be a segue into me enjoying Star Wars comics, and maybe I'll even start watching the animated shows if I enjoy those enough. Who knows? The animated shows are are really interesting because they've announced a final season of Clone Wars is going to be released next year. John and I are currently going through the Clone Wars series again. Speaking for myself. When I first started watching The Clone Wars, I was very much like, what is this? It, it's different. Get it away from me. I don't understand. <laughs> and then through time and just watching it, I began to really enjoy it. And then they came out with Rebels and Rebels came out and I was like, oh, it's it's different again. It's more different again. Get it away from me. I don't like it. And then I started watching it and then I was like, oh, this is actually really good. And so, I, I, for some reason, I just keep having that reaction. Yeah, yeah indeed. Clone Wars took a, a long time for me to get into. Is the their animation style in the first like couple seasons wasn't as refined as it was later in the season. When I started to be able to look past the their their weird three D cell shaded sort of look and focus more on the story and the characters, like it it became like one almost one of my favorite uh, Star Wars media. You know, even above the movies because you got so much more character development than you could in the movies because it was a you know a serialized television show that lasted many seasons and it made me appreciate revenge of the sith even more because with clone wars we finally get to get all this character development with anakin that we really needed in the movies but there just wasn't enough time to show it to show the the conflict in him that made him choose why he went the way he did or why he uh, was always like so aggressive as a Jedi. Clone Wars uh, at the end of it, well, I guess it's not technically the end of it now. It, it really changed my point of view on on his character. And with Rebels, because it took place during the Galactic Civil War, the, the, the part of Star Wars I liked the most, I was just excited to see stormtroopers running around shooting things because that's, that's my favorite part of Star Wars. Yeah, that's what you want to see, isn't it? Yeah, I will say this, Harry. Are you a fan of the lightsaber? I am a fan of the lightsaber. Yeah. Okay. Clone Wars has some of the best lightsaber fights I have ever seen. It's got a lot of Grievous, hasn't it? it Not does. just Grievous. It's but yeah, it's got it's got a lot of Grievous. It's got lots of Obi Wan and Anakin and Yoda and other Jedi. Oh. You really. <laughs> what's what's the what's the guy Krell, John, the the really grumpy general who's got. Oh, the, the, the he dual wields double bladed lightsabers. Oh, yeah, math. yeah, it's that ridiculous. Like as like as ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. He's he's this giant four armed alien dude. You remember Dex yeah. from uh, Attack of the Clones? He's that guy's species. So he's got the four arms and everything. That is terrifying. 
Yeah, it and he's a pretty haunting character too. That's probably one of the best arts uh, in the Clone Wars. But. Well, you, you guys are listing all of these uh, fantastic characters and their lightsaber fights. It actually gives a bit of a segue into what I wanted to talk about, unless you guys wanted to move on to something else first. No, please, please. It's organic listening. That's what we're going for here. At, <laughs> and then uh, I edit it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, I thought you guys might find it quite interesting, um, my experience with how I first got into Star Wars and how I became a fan. Given that, that was my next question. <laughs> <laughs> given that I am um, a touch younger than you guys, and also I've grown up in an entirely different country where Western culture is very much similar, but the way we, the type of entertainment we generally prefer is a lot of the time different. So the very, very first experience I had with Star Wars, before I even knew what Star Wars was, I had the Lego Star Wars game, the very first one on PlayStation 2 or Xbox. Maybe it was Xbox. Have either of you guys ever played that? Let's see. The original Lego Star Wars game. I think I've only played one Lego Star Wars game in my life. So this this Lego Star Wars game only covered the prequel trilogy. So it was only episodes one to three. And you'd basically play <laughs> through each level. And there was no dialogue. Absolutely huh. none. So, the, like, there was hardly any like written text either. It would have the opening scrolls, and that was it. So, I played through the prequels with absolutely no dialogue. So, as you can assume, if if you tried to watch the prequel trilogy muted, you would have no idea what was going on. You'd have absolutely <laughs> no clue. So, I, I was sitting here as a kid, going, "Right, I don't know what the hell the story is, but this looks sick." I mean, there are these people with glowy swords <laughs> shooting at each other. I don't know who this kid in the first one is. He's kind of annoying, though. Uh, just flying planes. This is, this is brilliant. I absolutely love this. So that, that was my only experience with Star Wars for such a long time. Like uh, After that, I sort of started to become aware of what lightsabers were, sort of started to become aware of what stormtroopers were, but I'd still never watched any of the films. And I, I didn't know that there were six films. I, I thought maybe there was Luke Skywalker. I thought the original trilogy was the prequel trilogy that I played through, to be perfectly <laughs> honest. Because the big thing in the UK, if you wanted to go to sci-fi, and this was before 2005 where the Ninth Doctor came in, it was Doctor Who. We didn't need to look any further. Doctor Who was the big old thing that we could look huh. to for our sci-fi fix. And I can't imagine that was what it was like in the in America, because Doctor Who only really blew up in about 2010 for you guys, didn't it? Yeah, it was, uh, it was around that time. In fact, I didn't really even get into it until, I think, John, you were actually the person who was like, hey, go watch Doctor Who. You see, that, 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 that's the thing. I mean, like, if, if, we, if we ever thought sci-fi, or this is, this is just maybe, if we ever thought of sci-fi, we think of the blue box that let you travel through space and time, because that just seemed like the most sci-fi you could get. So it was only a little bit later on, I must have been maybe about 12 before I actually watched a Star Wars film. But I went, I went to a small chalet, uh, I watched them on VHS, God forbid, and I watched the original trilogy all back to back and just sort of went, oh my god, that's actually amazing. So I went out and get them on Blu-ray the next year and just binged it all. Important question. Did, when you watched the VHSs, did you watch the special editions or the original cuts? I I think they must have been the original cuts. But I, I, I know on the Blu-ray, when I rewatched them again, I was like, huh, I don't remember Job New Hope. That's weird. Oh, okay. Uh, ah. Yeah. I was I was fishing for, for somebody else who was introduced to them in the special editions like I was. Because <laughs> <laughs> no, I seem to be... Boy. Yeah, it's. Uh, I seem to be alone in that. Whoever I talk to, there must be more of them out there. I just haven't <laughs> I, haven't I met them it. yet. I'm sure there are dozens of you out there in the world. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, I, I just found that, and I mean, I mean, everyone who I talk to from America, like it was always sci-fi was. Oh, maybe Star Trek was there in the background, but Star Wars was the big thing. That was the timeless classic. When someone says like timeless sci-fi to me, my mind still goes to Doctor Who, which has been going since 1962, and obviously isn't as big as Star Wars is now. But, but it's it, literally it, timeless. It's it's literally <laughs> timeless. That's the thing about it. And I, I I think the thing about Doctor Who is it, it it managed to survive a lot easier with a little bit less of a toxic fan base than Star Wars has. Not just because it's less popular. 
but also because it's far easier to retcon stories and just go in completely new directions since they changed yeah. the cast three years anyway. Mm -hmm. Whereas Star Wars, they're all going to be like, ah, not my Luke, ah, and that's it. They'll just keep doing you that all over and over again. Reincarnate the Star Wars characters. Yeah. But, now, <laughs> well, you can try. People won't be happy. <laughs> but you can try. It, I don't know if you know, Harry, but I, I have. I have significant issues with time travel as a <laughs> as a narrative concept. I think you've mentioned, yeah. <laughs> but uh, I, I, I do really enjoy Doctor Who precisely because of how they treat it, you know? Because it's just like, hey, this is this is just a thing. Like, they, they built their story around traveling through time and space. And just, like, the, the, the rules are loose and purposely so. Yeah. They just all go, you know, just just don't think about it. Just just live with it. I, it would be interesting to know because recently they announced the the new Doctor. What's Jodie Whittaker? Yeah, Sarah uh, Jodie Whittaker playing. Uh, oh wow, that's soon, huh? Yeah, pretty it's soon. A, it's like a month away. Yeah. Jodie Whittaker playing, and, and uh, I remember a little bit of hoopla about that. You know, all the the the, the sludge rising up and going. Ah, she doesn't have a penis. It's evil. <laughs> it's wrong. Um, Where's the penis? <laughs> Save yeah. that clip. Save that clip. <laughs> it was like, a uh, much, much bigger thing in the UK, I think, um, than America. It was all over was newspaper it? headlines, in the news, everything like that. Because, I mean, that and James Bond, those are our two big British culture things. Was, was there more backlash to that? Almost definitely there was more backlash than there was in America, but that's only because I think there were more responses. Like, for every person who came out in backlash, there was someone who came out thinking, why the hell are you upset about this? Like, there oh, yeah, has been so many people in support of it. And I think now, um, which I, I think it's finally phased out to the point where if you go on a Doctor Who Facebook post, you'll see maybe one comment uh, saying about how she's a woman and then three million replies saying, you're a dumbo, go away. So I think it's pretty much gone now, which hasn't quite happened with Star Wars posts yet, unfortunately. No, dear. Yeah. We'll get there eventually. Do you think it was a, the issue was that it was a male Time Lord regenerating to a female body or a, it was a female doctor specifically? Because didn't the master uh, yeah. regenerate as a woman already? Yeah. Years, yeah, he, he already did that in the last season. It, it, it's people having an issue with the woman being a doctor, saying as, that as they're the removing a role model for boys, which in itself is incorrect. But pe people, people just getting outraged because it's different, to be honest. Gentlemen, are you trying to tell me that you can look back into a series' history and see them repeat some patterns, but people will be mad at them? Later yeah. on? I don't believe that. <laughs> Who'd have thought? God. I don't know if uh, you'd have met anyone else whose introduction to Star Wars came later than they thought it would have because it was being hidden by another sci-fi giant such as Doctor Who. It's, it's a fascinating cultural look. It's getting big here now. It's been mm. big for a couple of years. Like I can't get on the freeway here and not see some sort of Doctor Who related, you know, my other car is a TARDIS <laughs> really? bumper wow. sticker somewhere. <laughs> yeah, it's, a, it's, it's they're everywhere. And then you walk into any Barnes and Noble, like they usually have a little table of Doctor Who stuff every once in a while. Oh, I, I didn't really realize how eclipsing that would be as a, and it makes sense because it isn't Doctor Doctor Who, how old is Doctor Who? It's, it it's is, we had the 16? 50th anniversary in 2012, so. Okay. Yeah, it's pretty old. So, yeah, it's 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 even more established than Star Wars, really. Well, yeah, ab ab absolutely, but, um, I mean, even though, I mean, they can't really be compared because they're very different things. I mean, Star right. Wars has had television shows, and Doctor Who has had a movie of sorts, but, um, I mean, when it comes down to it, Doctor Who is a TV show and Star Wars is a series of movies. And I, I just find it very interesting that, um, for me, Star Wars was sort of hidden um, by, by Doctor Who. I mean, maybe it wasn't that big over here before the new trilogy started. I mean, I didn't even mm -hmm. hear about when they announced the new trilogy. I just saw the Force Unleashed trailer and I was like, oh, wow, they're making Norns. But, I mean, to, to put it into perspective how late I got to Star Wars, I think that I watched Buffy the Vampire Slayer before I ever watched a Star Wars movie. <laughs> wow, okay. Yeah. That's how late I got into it. Uh, I love hearing about how people get introduced to Star Wars, and then I also love forcing people to be introduced to Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs>
Jumping jumping onto that same line of thought, now that you have become a, a fan of Star Wars in in your own right, is there sort of anything that you notice that is different between fans in the UK and fans, say, in the US, where it's probably the biggest? I mean, for the, for the one thing, there are certainly more fans in the US. And like, I've, I've only ever been to the US in years where i can experience it one like i I only understand uh, a lot of the way your culture works through the internet which i mean i guess you'd experience i'm sorry (laughs) (laughs) but um i i think i i I really don't know uh, about what to say i mean I, i think it doesn't come down to star wars but one of the big things is that you guys tend to go all out a little bit more. Like, don't you dress up to go to midnight premieres and stuff? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, uh, <laughs> John is actually, uh, in my opinion, quite the accomplished costume uh, designer and creator. Mm. And he's got several Star Wars related projects that he's done for himself and friends and myself as well. But yeah, I mean, I like you. You guys will cosplay at midnight premieres of films quite regularly, whereas um, mm-hmm. and. I, I live in London, so if it if it was going to happen anywhere, it's going to happen in London. And you know, I'll go to the IMAX midnight screening of the Last Jedi, and there'll maybe be a guy in a brown dressing gown, but like we <laughs> don't do that here. And I don't know whether that's like, oh, well, yes, I'm 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 very British. I don't know Star Wars. What's that? <laughs> But um, it, it, it is it is very much the um, same way you wouldn't say hello to someone in the street, even if you, you, you were friends with them for three years and the last time you saw them was yesterday. It, 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 it's not really something that's done. But I think that's more about British culture than anything else. Also, clapping at the end of films. We don't do that. Uh, we uh, I find it weird over here, too. But yeah, yeah. It's, it's kind of bizarre. <laughs> to be honest i think that's a that's definitely like a split thing here <laughs> yeah. there are people who are into it and there are other people who are like eh, we we I... just we just don't do it at all here so it, it's much easier. to be honest i feel uncomfortable when people clap uh, when someone tells a joke at a play or something i'm like well they're not done yet don't clap them yet they're still going <laughs> <laughs> but you know that's just me to be honest yeah i, I, I to be honest i think that the uk and the us and we can probably throw Canada and Australia in there as well. Those four big Western nations have just sort of under the um, under the internet, where Western culture has managed to sort of conglomerate. I think fandoms have sort of become pretty much the same across most of the Western nations. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Yeah, I mean, it, it's just about what's bigger where. I suppose that's 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 the big thing, really. Yeah. John, you had a uh, you had something on on the costumes, I think, right? On uh, the episode of your show, Harry, that Ian was on, you had mentioned mm-hmm. that you'd like the episode about costume and prop making. Yeah, it was absolutely and I was fantastic. Just kind of wondering if if you had the choice of a particular costume, what would it be that you would like to have? <sighs> now you see, you've put me on the spot here. <laughs> there's a lot um, of things, right? <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of things. I'm, I'm going to try and just think in terms of Star Wars here. Um, well, you see, if there's a lot of things, what you need to do is take them all and compare them in a list <laughs> format. That that that's always been who'd that's that? always been my way of thinking. Well, yeah, who would? <laughs> what what a, what a bloody idiot! Who would who would think of something like that? <laughs> Nobody <laughs> wants to listen to that. Come on. Oh, yeah, I don't, I don't listen to Star Wars or rank things. I'm British. I don't know. Um, <laughs> For some reason, the first thing that comes to mind for me, and I don't even think this would be possible, but you know how you get the horse costume where you get someone's the front and someone's the back? Yep. Sure. I think of that with an 8080. All right, that's officially the best idea I've ever heard. <laughs> I think that'd be pretty great. I mean, I, d- I don't know about you guys, but um, I'm love... already planning yeah. that in my brain. <laughs> you don't understand <laughs> what you've done. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love that. And then what I'd do as well is I'd have little um uh, a little Chewbacca and little Ewok figures on the head just opening it up to pull something out <laughs> tearing it apart. Yeah, That's exactly. Great. That's what I'd do. And then just sort of walk around the con being really hot and uncomfortable all day and not being able to talk to anyone or do anything without ruining the costume. I think that would be the best way of doing things. <laughs> ah, it's almost as if you've been to a con before. <laughs> I don't even know how those um, two horse costume work, actually. But um, that 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 is literally Somebody's the first thing that. that comes to mind for me. That's a really good idea. My, my <laughs> brain is racing with 
how to put how to make that happen now. You don't you, you don't understand. Like John's primary costume is an at at commander. Like he's got he's got like four at ats just sitting around his house. Oh great! So Ian, me and you can dress up as the at at, and then John can ride on top of us at the con. Oh, That'd yeah. be great. Ah. <laughs> oh. Yeah, we're gonna have to make some sort of like metal brace system so we don't like give out. <laughs> no, 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 it's gonna be a great workout. Trust me. We'll just we'll just uh, do a bit of P ninety flex beforehand. We'll be in great shape. Don't even worry. Yeah, well, I've been meaning to lose. Uh, I've been meaning to lose some weight. So just uh, sweating all day in a in a two person ad at costume with a person riding on top of me. Yeah, that'll 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 do it. <laughs> that sounds like an amazing con experience. I don't know about you guys, but um, that sounds pretty great. Uh, that's fantastic. <laughs> so yeah, I I can't think of anything else. Maybe I mean the only ones that are coming to mind are really difficult. A general grievous one would be very cool. Oh yeah, that'd be rad. Where you like moved the lower arms as you move the upper arms. That'd be pretty good. The way I've seen people do that costume before is they they make fake legs and they hide their real legs behind the grievous's cape. Oh, and, and they, they just use... have puppet arms. Yeah. Oh well, that actually. Let me Google that real quick. I'll be interested. I've it's never it's seen a pretty cool idea. Yeah, you, you it's say the same puppet, way. but all I can think of is the Star Wars holiday special right now. <laughs> <laughs> whip, whip, stir, stir. Oh, one hundred percent. That's that's my cosplay idea. That one. That one. I want that one. <laughs> that one sounds great. Uh, what, oh, so yeah, what's great about that one, like Harry? Great. Huh? What's great about that costume, Harry, is that like. Most people have no idea what you're doing, but the four <laughs> people that do, you just made their day. Yeah, they'll go. And those are my favorite costumes. Ah, oh, man, the ones that are just so obscure, but the when people see it, they'll just absolutely appreciate what you've done. Yeah, that was uh that was like your your con costume this year, John. The, oh, this, the Star Tours flight crew. John made a, a a flight crew uniform based off of the ones in the Disneyland ride Star Tours. <laughs> Just super obscure. Love it. Yeah. Yeah. And like they're they're not even like costumes that the cast members at Disneyland wear. They're just like my own version of like the Imperial Officer's costume, but like in blue and orange. And then I did a flight attendant's costume for my friend Catherine. We had Star Tours travel brochures that we were giving out. It was <laughs> it was awesome. We had a we actually had a Disney employee stop us and he's like, This is the coolest thing ever. And oh, that, that made our day. Because we we're pretty sure because we were using like a lot of bootleg Star Tours merchandise <laughs> logos. We're like we're we're pretty sure we're gonna get uh we're gonna get asked to take these off. My friend who works at Disneyland was afraid she was gonna lose her job if someone saw her. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear, uh, those those are the best types of costumes. It's always very obvious when you see someone in a costume that they just straight up bought. And right. like, not that there's anything wrong with that, but you can really, really appreciate when someone took the time to go out, get the materials, and actually put together this ensemble that was their own sort of creative, okay, this is how I'm going to do this. You can really appreciate when someone's gone and done that. Yeah, I, I absolutely agree. Uh, speaking as someone who I used to be that, you know, buy the costumes guy. And then just watching how much work people put into these things, it's it's really it's really amazing. It's crazy. I couldn't do it. <laughs> like, yeah. I couldn't do it if someone gave me a hundred years. I'd, I'd just give them like a paper mache volcano and say, "Here's my Star Wars cosplay." <laughs> That'd be it. I'm Mustafar. <laughs> it's Mustafar. Yeah. <laughs> See, there's a little Anakin burning in the lava. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be brilliant. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. That's my Star Wars cosplay. <laughs> every every time John starts with a costume like project, I'm always like, "All right, this is the one. This is the one I'm going to find some way to help and like start <laughs> being an apprentice and like learning how to do the tricks." And then I watch him work for like ten minutes. I'm like, "Ah, I'll hand you the scissors." Like it's <laughs> so. To recap, we've decided that the best Star Wars cosplays would be a two man ATAT. The cooking presenter from Star Wars Holiday Special and Anakin burning to death on a paper mache volcano. Yeah, you know what? Absolutely fantastic. They they got they got ten years. They got ten years. They got ten months till the next Comic Con. We want to see these costumes. (laughs) I'm going to be out and looking, listeners. If you are there. (laughs) They do uh, competitions, don't they? They like judge to see who had the best cosplay. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. I feel yeah. like if you nailed a two-man eighty-eighty, I feel like you're a pretty good shoe in for winning that. 
Oh, absolutely. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm for this. Oh, or have a little go even further. Figure Luke hanging from the middle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, exactly. Oh. That'd be great. This oh. is amazing. See, all these things you can incorporate into it. And then you could just have at the very end of the con, or as you're collecting your board, just someone run up and start tying string around your legs. <laughs> and over into the crowd. That'd be it. That'd be perfect. If you're about uh, to hit second place, they're about to announce a winner and it's not you, just pull that and they'll have to change their mind. No oh, choice. This is this is dangerous. This is this is gonna like be a thing here. <laughs> and I forgot we've got John riding on top as well, so two for the price yeah. of one. So I'm expecting to see pictures of this when you make it. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's 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 gotta be a thing now. Because yeah, I can't make um, it. You're the one who makes costumes. You can, you can yeah. do this, and uh, <laughs> I expect full credit and uh, full profits. Thank you very much. <laughs> I don't know if you. Uh, I don't know if you have been uh, informed, but going quickly going back to the uh, this popped into my head on the the Star Wars and uh, Doctor Who thing. Uh, Matt Smith has been cast. Yes. in episode nine. I saw that. I've heard he's in. He's been sort of fan cast since his casting as General Tarkin, which would excite me if I knew who General Tarkin was. Oh. No, not Tarkin. Um, oh, blue guy. Oh, uh, Admiral Thrawn. Admiral Thrawn. Yeah, General Tarkin, the, um, the one in episode four. What the hell am I talking about? Um, yeah, Admiral Thrawn. I've heard he's been like fan cast as him, but I don't know who he is. I'm uh, going to have a hard time seeing one of the silliest <laughs> doctors playing the most like cerebral and like intelligent <laughs> You, you, you'd actually be very surprised if you watch the old series. Matt Smith is nowhere near the silliest doctor, <laughs> like not even close. He, he's very—he's in the top half of seriousness. <laughs> um, yeah. So who's who's Admiral Thrawn? Thrawn. Admiral Thrawn is—I don't know if he's the only alien in Imperial service, but he is the highest-ranking alien within the Imperial Navy as a Grand Admiral. Um, Aren't they like really racist? Yes, which is what makes this like an accomplishment. Yeah, and that's why like so many people like in the Navy like respect him because the only way he could get there is if the Emperor had gave him his personal blessing to be an Admiral. So people are scared of him. And his whole thing is that he's like hyper intelligent and he uses a culture's artwork, like he studies artwork of a culture to determine their weaknesses and their strengths. That's um, terrifying. Yeah, he's yeah. in in the, the old expanded universe. He was in a series of books called Heir to the Empire that came out a few years after Return of the Jedi when there was like no Star Wars going on. And he, yeah. that series kind of started the whole expanded universe, oh, at man. least in my opinion, it did. And in the recent canon, they brought him back in the Star Wars Rebels cartoon show with a little bit of change in personality, but he's still that hyper-intelligent study culture to to defeat your enemy kind of villain. He's one of those villains, like my favorite kind of villain, which is a villain that truly believes that they're doing the right thing. Yeah. You know, and those are like the scariest villains because... Well, from from what you de- describe about him, um, I'm I'm just going to give my extremely uninformed opinion of Matt Smith being cast as him, if he even has been, because we 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 don't know if he has or not. Actually, would would this admiral guy still be alive in episode nine? Or see, it's it's uh, it's it's hard to tell because not to not to spoil anything, but uh, his his uh, his status is currently unknown. Right. So okay, well. Matt Smith, um, prob- having probably watched a bit more of him than you guys, given given that I've, I've watched pretty much the entire Eleventh Doctor run a few times now, and I don't know if either of you have ever heard of the show called The Crown. Yes. Yeah. Have you, have yes. you seen any of it? Or I, I've been, I've been, I, I started watching it. I think I got three episodes in and then got distracted, but I, oh. I'm planning on finishing it. It's very good. <laughs> Uh, that's fair enough. I mean, it's not my favorite show, but um, he he's a uh, main character in that as well. And from what I've seen of Matt Smith, he also used to be a footballer, so um, that, that's something. I oh. think he would, if given the opportunity, he would play evil very, very well. I genuinely think that Matt Smith could be terrifying, given the chance. It's just a matter of whether people have typecast him as Doctor Who or not. But I think as soon as, if they have cast him as an evil character... As soon as they start seeing him in trailers, I, I reckon that they'll be able to make that distinction 
from oh man this is actually a really scary guy because he he is talented yeah i feel like putting thrawn in episode nine would be kind of a waste of his character just because episode nine needs to wrap up so many storylines yeah it does you know we need to and and just adding more people into the mix it, it, it can it can make it muddy i agree that we need like um I actually put that question to uh, Steel Saunders of the uh, Steel Wars podcast, in, um, and he made a really good point where he said, well, you know, we don't really have enough villains uh, right now uh, to, like, kind of second-tier second villains in the series. You know, we've got, we've got Hux, and we've got uh, Kylo That's Ren. Good, yeah, because really. Kylo Ren isn't, like... I mean, I'm still hoping that Kylo Ren either completes his arc and becomes good again or just sort of like we get that completion of like you're never coming back now this this is right. it for you because i still feel like he could be redeemed uh, I mean, people yeah. probably have a different opinion from me but i'd personally still love to see i mean i'd love to see uh kylo ray love um sort of uh, expansion i know it's been okay. into that most times and you, people don't want that but i, I want brought, that I no, also no, no. Want, um what's it called finn and uh, poe that that's the real one i want uh, if i had to pick i'd go finn and poe i i uh, look i am i am fine with both of those matchups but y- y- you brought this up so i'm wishing <laughs> my rants here and now you're wrong in that not a lot of people want to see ray and kylo Everybody wants to see Ray and Kylo. It is, it is, it has gotten to the point where I open both my personal Twitter and the off topics Twitter, and I will find like every four posts is something about Raylo. And like, I just, I am, I am definitely in the minority. And I think I, t- I tweeted this out, and and uh, one of our one of our listeners was just like, "Yeah, you're literally the only one." <laughs> I was like. I'm still holding on to a, a Ray Finn relationship because okay. I, I loved their dynamic in uh, the Force Awakens, um, yeah. and I, I kind of yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm still holding on to that. Uh, I know it's not going to happen, but I'm still holding on to it. I would, I wouldn't mind a, a, a Finn Poe. I think that would be cool if I if I don't get my way. Uh, <laughs> then Finn, you'll Finn settle Poe for Finn Poe. Yeah, I'll settle for that. <laughs> But, uh, Actually, can I ask you guys, because I haven't had this conversation with anyone else, just because no one else in my life is as big a Star Wars fan as I am, which, which, which is saying something because I'm not even that big of a Star Wars fan, especially compared to you guys. But what was your opinion on the Finn-Rose kiss? Because I very much took away from that Finn is not into her at all. Yeah, that's what I took away from it as well. Yeah, yeah. same here. Okay, because I saw so many people being outraged, like, "Oh, why are they doing Finn and Rose? Oh, this wasn't developed at all." And I'm like, "Yeah, that's the point. Like, he didn't expect it the same way we didn't. I mean, I kind of thought that was the whole yeah. thing they were going for, personally." So, yeah, I, um, I, I agree. Luke made out with his sister, and they didn't really do anything with that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <true>. dang! <laughs> I always forget about that. Are you saying that you want Finn to get with his sister? Because I mean, well, I could get behind that. <laughs> <laughs> Make Star Wars great again. <laughs> when people say they miss the original trilogy, we we know what they're talking about. You know what they're talking. They're not. Yeah, they're not thinking about that scene. They're not thinking about talking. <laughs> <laughs> bringing, out, bringing back that that good old brother sister relationship. I, f- I feel like this was a tangent from a tangent from a tangent. <laughs> this, I think this, I think this whole episode is pretty much just going to be a tangent with Harry. Yeah, <laughs> got in the title. Got in the title. <laughs> I think that's a that's a good wrap up point. Yeah. Um, any any last minute uh, things we want to add or talk about, uh, real quick, gentlemen? Uh, I want to say that I think you and McGregor is one of the best things about Star Wars. Oh, 120,000% agree. <laughs> just wanted to throw my opinion out there. I mean, I know I don't, it wasn't really the place to say so, but I just, I think it's true. And no, it's there's, there's always time to praise <laughs> Ewan McGregor. God. I mean, even... Always. Like, I don't know if I'd want an uh, Obi-Wan film, but... Um, yeah. I, I, I mean, I would never say no to seeing more of Ewan McGregor. In- 
that's that's fantastic. that's exactly how that's exactly how I feel. I think uh, it probably got cut from the last episode, but I think John and I had that that same discussion. It'll probably come up in an EBN, but uh, yeah, he's like I don't I don't think we need an Obi Wan film. I would love it if there was one. I don't think it makes sense. <laughs> it doesn't make sense for it to exist, but I will love it if it does. It's very true. The thing I love about Ewan McGregor and Star Wars is that if anybody said anything about recasting a character, it always ends up in an argument about how it's a terrible idea and will ruin the franchise. But if you bring up Obi-Wan and Ewan McGregor, it's always like the best idea ever. Like, <laughs> he's the only one that doesn't get hate. And I guess who's the guy playing Chewbacca now, Ian? Suatamo. He kind of snuck in there because he's been moving over uh, where uh, where Peter Mayhew just isn't able to play the character anymore. But right. so like him him and him and Ewan McGregor people that haven't gotten like any flack for being a recasted character mm-hmm. you know so, that, that, so good for good for them yeah that's actually lead me on to one question i wanted to ask you guys sure um, and that is is there anywhere that i can read about or watch a fight between obi-wan kenobi and darth vader that isn't the one in episode four because i really want to see obi-wan darth mm. vader and like, I mean, the one in episode four, I mean, it's not even a lightsaber fight, really. Right. And I, I just think that would be the most amazing thing. And obviously, the closest thing you can compare to that is Obi-Wan and Anakin. But in my eyes, that's still Obi-Wan and Anakin. Anakin doesn't move with that menacing, just terrifying uh, way that Darth Vader does. And I'd love to see a real obi-wan darth vader because i know we got an obi-wan darth maul in rebels even though it was quite yes, short yes. i heard i'd, I'd love yeah, to see yeah. a darth vader one um i don't know if that fits into canon though it it, it doesn't really i know mm. that there was a fan project out there uh where they kind of like digitized and and did a what what would that fight in episode four have been like if they were fighting like they did in the prequels yeah and uh i've heard it's quite good i haven't i haven't seen the whole thing but i heard that's quite good the only thing i can think of and i'll 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 do some research into this and get back to you but i think the only thing i can think of is where that would be a thing would be in like a force vision or something that vader's got like going on in his head i'm not entirely sure if it's something that exists but i will look into it and get back to you yeah it would be cool though yeah, it, it would be it would be very cool, even if it doesn't really fit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's one of those things where it's just like, oh, this breaks canon, but it'd be fun to see. <laughs> uh, just do a demo reel, you know? Just be like, uh, make it make it a legends thing. <laughs> Star Wars Holiday Special canon. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like when you when you were talking about uh, watching the Lego, uh, the, playing the Lego game with no subtitles, the only thing I could think of was. Uh, Subtitle, uh, no, no subtitles on the Wookiees talking in, in the holiday special. <laughs> like That'd be an great. Hour and a half. Yeah. Like, what is happening? We're going to, uh, John, you and I are actually probably going to be watching those very soon in the next couple of weeks. Did I yeah. watch them all the time? A friend, a friend of the podcast wants to, wants to see them. He's never seen them before. So oh, you guys must be very excited. Yeah. Well, uh, I, I'll be, I'll I be, am. I'll be bringing, I'll be bringing some, uh, some some liquid assistance to that particular viewing <laughs> trip. Probably was. Probably uh, hope you enjoy it that little bit more. Yeah, just just that little bit more. Just all that. right. Okay. Well, uh, thank you everybody for joining us for oh. this episode of Hoth Topics, a podcast about Star Wars. If you would like to send in a question, comment, or just general sounds or t- letters at us, you can find us at hothpod at gmail.com, or you could tweet at us at hothpod. You can find all of our podcasts and all of our additional content, such as costume articles, op-eds, anything like that, on our website, hothtopicspodcast.com. If you want to get a hold of me specifically, Ian, I am at Hothpod Ian on Twitter. Harry, where can the audience find you? I mean, John, is it all right with you? I'd, li- I'd like to permission, just make sure I'm um, uh, consent to make this plug. 
You know, I'll I'll let it go this time. Oh, okay, uh, cool. I was a bit of tension there, but uh, <laughs> off the hook, feels good. All right, so uh, my name is Harry, and um, as has been mentioned, I host a podcast called The Ranked List of Everything. So if you wanted to uh, listen to a London boy rank things, then that's the place to go and do it. I get a new guest on every week, which includes Ian. I think Ian was on episode four or five. I cannot quite remember which one. Five? That was the Pretty one. I'm sure I was four. Oh, four or, was or four? It was one of those two. That, that it was definitely one of those two. Definitely one of those two. And uh, I, I, I hope to get him back soon. And if John wanted to come on at any point, I'd love to have him on as well. So, um... That's a, little, that's a little bit of a double sizzle for everyone here. So uh, Ooh, there you go. Uh, you can probably find us on Spotify, iTunes. If you just Googled the ranked list of everything, I'm sure I'll come up in some way or another. If you wanted to find me on Twitter as well, you can find it from there. It's at the underscore R-L-O-E. So yeah, thank you for that. I think that's all I need to plug for today. Maybe it'll be in the description. Who knows? I won't push my luck. I'm not force sensitive. I can't. I can't tell these things. Maybe there'll be a link to something else, like the Star Wars Holiday Special or a bootleg copy of what was that really bad film? Uh, that Henry film, the Russian one, where it's all in first person. Maybe there'll be a link to a bootleg copy of that. Hardcore no one knows Henry. what's going to be in there. Hardcore Henry. That's the one. Yeah. Maybe that'll be in the description. <laughs> Hopefully. Um, my podcast will be in the description. Um, who knows? Maybe. No, you That's know what? Now we're only going to put in a link to Hardcore Henry. <laughs> <laughs> well, I haven't seen that film, so I'm clicking on that link. So thanks for that. <laughs> this was all a clever uh, ploy. It's Sith trickery from the shadows. We'll definitely throw up links to where you can find Harry in our description. Uh, thank you so much for coming on. Uh, no, it was a real so pleasure much, having you. Oh, I'd love to have you on again in the future. I'd love to be back. Excellent. Uh, well, uh, that does it for this episode of Hot Topics. Uh, I've been Ian. Joining me this week has been Harry. Okay, I didn't know if I was supposed to say anything there. Nah, you know. Yeah, I... usually I say something about how I'm not actually going to use my name, but uh, oh. I'm not this week. Okay, it's not at all. I'm going to try. Cool. And that was John. <laughs> Thank you, everybody. We will see you next time. Bye. Da, 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 outro. I do pride myself on being a West Ham United supporter. Oh, well, there you go. I mean, it's one of the worst teams you could possibly support. But um, good on you, mate. (laughs) Keep on going.